0: Well, everyone knows each other, but I'll go ahead and give an introduction uh, to Hugh John. Hugh John has been with the Prosperos as a Prospero student since the mid 70s. He also quickly became a teacher. Now, I, Hugh John and I at one time toured the country teaching Prosperos classes. Hujan has given many classes, many workshops, through the years. He's a certified graphologist, a board member on three nonprofit organizations. He's a professional in aerospace, IT systems, and entrepreneurial enterprises. Hujan continues his personal study in technology, lucid dreaming, dream interpretation, outer space, and cultural trends. And last but not least, he is a good and loyal friend to those lucky enough to know him. Well, it's now my privilege to introduce Hugh John
1: Malanapi. Thanks so much, Ben.
0: Thanks sure. so
1: much. Love that uh, introduction. The word "outer space" sounds funny now, doesn't it? Yeah. No. Outer space. <laughs> you know, and and now everyone's going into space. You have you know the Blue Origin. You have the uh, you have uh, Elon Musk. You have the uh, the uh, scale composites and Virgin Galactic. Yeah. So our world is going to be changing quick as these people go to space and come down. I don't know if you saw William Shatner's. Yeah. Uh, He just went up last week and he, he had, he did a good little interview right after and he was very emotional. Right. And that was just an up and down. He didn't even go around. So imagine once people go around and really get up there, the inspiration that's going to come back to us is I think going to be amazing. It's going to go on forever. Okay. So let me, uh, Okay. Can everybody see my screen? Yes. Okay. Thanks everybody for being here today. And, uh, I know, uh, Calvin has got, um, um, uh, translation class going on. So I know we'll have limited people on this, but I, I hope to get through the material pretty quick so that we can Kind of share our own thoughts with each other near the end. And then uh, be sure to come to my class on the 30th of October. So there's a little commercial, which is the lucid dreaming class. And that's going to be uh, fantastic. I've, lot, I've got a lot of uh, new information on there to share with everyone. And the practice of being able to uh, lucid dream and different ways to get into, into the, uh, the whole process. So, anyway, I'm looking forward to that. So, thanks again for being here today, and uh, we'll get right into the material. And I'm going to, I guess, Ben, are you going to mute everybody or leave? I think we could leave everybody open. See, it seems everyone is taking care of themselves. Okay, good. So, yeah, we'll leave it open. So, if you have anything as we go through, you could just jump in and we'll. Um, you know, every every day we're being uh, subjected to all kinds of information and ideas coming from all these different quarters, uh, from newspapers, from uh, television, social media. And it's really to the point where we can't uh, get away from it. It's prevalent. And as part of that, we're always being subjected to these narratives. And those narratives are being crafted constantly to sway or persuade us in some way or another. And so I wanted to bring up the examples of media and what's happening in society for the most part, and then bring it back to the real work, which is our own inner work for how we're being persuaded through narratives and other constructs, and then uh, to be able to look at ourselves and see, you know, what are our own constructs and how are we um, uh, limiting ourselves in the way we're thinking. Um, so all these, uh, these uh, media groups, social media, information, if you watch TV, it's constant, they're all narratives of different kinds. So it's all and everybody knows this to a certain extent, crafted for some purpose that somebody's trying to sell you something or make you think in a certain way or persuade you. And governments do it also for their, um, solidify their role in whatever they're involved in, and then also to persuade you on anything related to politics, etc. cetera, the, you know, for voting or to sway attention or or opinion in one way or another, so we see this stuff all the time. So uh, ultimately, we have to think for ourselves, get to the place where we free ourselves from certain ideas that we've bought into at one point or another, and uh, be aware of how we're getting triggered emotionally, and um, and or uh, persuaded ways we may or may not even know mainly it's unconscious right so a lot of this is you know a, a, a it seems like it's fun right it's it's a uh a, like we were participating in a, in a con game and we we're even entertained by it right it's like oh it's just a, we know it's not really true it's a white lie or they're fudging and there's uh there's there's uh uh A dramatic way to show something. And nowadays it's all completely blown out of proportion to really it is like comedy because some of the claims are so outrageous that we know they're not true from the beginning, but that's part of the game. So we get a little laugh, a little tickle, but yeah, we remember their product and we buy it, that kind of thing. But some of this is like very devious to where it really is getting into our Um, uh, unconscious mind triggering emotions, uh, making some people uh, react and call to action for them to actually go do something that's not in their best interest, but in the best interest of the person generating the narrative. So we see a lot like recently where some of these well, you know, cons have come to light and they've been caught and they've been uh, prosecuted even. So, so these are just a few, right? So the, the Splendor, which is, um, which they got, all of these were sued by the FTC F, uh, and there was like multi-billion dollar settlements in most of these cases. But like Splendor, they said that that was a natural product. It turned out that they were making it in a factory. Volkswagen, everybody knows, what happened what happened with them. They were they were actually changing the hardware in the in the uh, engines so that when they did a smog test, it would come back more favorable. You hmm. um, I mean just like really com- completely outrageous stuff? The airborne was that it would stop a cold or a flu while you were while you were traveling like take this before you travel the uh the new balance shoes was the claims were that they were that you would lose weight if you you just wore these shoes to go for a walk use these shoes they're gonna they're gonna make you lose weight the the 737 max everybody knows what happened with that and uh grounded for many many uh, for for it was a couple of years at least, before they were able to fix it to the level that the FAA would accept it. And if you've been looking at the news recently, it's also come out even further that um, one of the one of the uh, engineers actually was completely lying when they were giving information to the FAA in the investigation process. And um, you also have Joe Rogan and CNN right now where CNN uh, purposely lied and um, went way beyond just uh, information as far as the ivermectin, which Joe took while he had COVID. And and so now they, they have admitted that they've lied, but they're still kind of trying to cover it up in some way. And so with all these things, these are in the public space where anybody can go investigate and look at what's going on in these or anything that comes up that you get the idea, Oh, this doesn't sound quite right. Right. Or we buy into it, whatever, you know, we know that's a good for a laugh. It's good for fun, but um, uh, you know, we don't know exactly what's going on, but the bottom line is in all of these is that they were dramatic stories and in the end, the truth is coming out, and that's what's going to happen anyway. No matter what, the the truth is coming out. So if 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 these groups, organizations, whatever are trying to do X, Y, Z, um, you know, my feeling is nowadays with all the access to information, it's going to kind of flip to where we're kind of um, you know centered more on truth from the beginning or the truth any anyway comes out um, sooner or later and sometimes later, right? And so to me, this is like funny, but audacity, right? So you could see these are all lawyer ads. <laughs> I just love these. Um, you know, the one up on the right, I hope you guys can see this. Trust me, I'm a lawyer. My dogs do, <laughs> you know? So, you know, that's a play on the um, the, you know, the lawyers are untrustworthy. Right. And the only people that he, he gets to trust to, to trust him is his dogs. Right. Uh, just because you did it. This one, I like to just because you did it doesn't mean you're guilty.
2: <laughs>
1: so, so, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, twist our logic in a way to make it, you know, that you're you know not guilty and get you off. And of course, that's what the legal system does is, you know, this it's, it's not a, a search for the truth. It's, it's a, uh, it's an effort to get you off or to prosecute or get you on. right? And the other one on the right, LA's dopest attorney, right? So I'm sure all the drug dealers go to her, you know, <laughs> and then she says Harvard law, but affordable. So I don't get that. Right. So if you go to, Harvard Law School, I would think, you'd be char- you know, uh, charging a lot of money. Yeah. But anyway, um, you know, some of the most on the other side, some of the trust most trustworthy professions and people that we deal with here uh, is here in the chart, and you have nurses, pharmacists, and medical doctors up near the top, and then engineers, and then <clears throat> down at the bottom. Uh, advertising practitioners, insurance salesmen, car salesmen, and then the bottom is members of Congress. And I thought that was really funny too, right? That, uh, you, know, you know, who we in society believe is, you know, trustworthy and who we don't. Now this, I'm sure changes all the time. This is 2016 so whoever's whoever's in the barrel right they're probably going to drop down lower on the list so we're always being subjected to all these all these narratives and and stories and everything and we all know that that really you know it is some group some organization some political person trying to uh Further their own goals by putting out this story in a certain way or saying it in a certain way, so that we would either support them, support the idea, get uh, get us all to go in one direction or another. And it again, it's it's in everything. It happens all the time. So you know we're all you know being bombarded constantly, and it's going to be getting. More and more, as time goes on. If you think back in our own recent history, of where we would be subjected to ads, you know, it went from, you know, just you know, billboards and television to, you know, an explosion of, you know, uh, and now I don't even think you could you could measure the number of TV channels there are. Probably thousands that you could access for information and um like i have a roku at home so i get like streaming media so i try to stay on like netflix and i don't like the advertisements, so i don't even i don't even see them as much as i can but it creeps in on all these other channels these sub channels on roku that i might be looking at that um that they have advertisements so it's coming in and you drive down the road now, and you've got these digital uh, billboards that can change on a dime, or that they run three and four messages concurrently. And those messages are designed for the type of people that they may know and demographic is passing in that area. So it, it, it's getting more and more sophisticated all the time, and they're finding new, new and more creative ways to get your attention. And that's what it's all about. It's like, get your attention. And then what are we going to do with that attention? And what do we want Ben to do? What do we want Julia to do next? And we all, it's an effort to find out where we're being manipulated, be sensitive to it and, and, you know, make up our own minds in this. And so that It is our own direction, not that we're taking a direction from somebody else. Uh, You know, in the most innocent way, it's to go buy something. And in the worst way, it's to to hate somebody or or uh, be angry about something that you never even thought about until you saw that that ad. So, um. The children also are particularly vulnerable. And my daughter now is 17, but she went through this phase of life where um, she was born into, uh, you know, cellular phones and tablets and stuff like that. And I can tell you that it is impossible for these kids to, to, to extract themselves from that. And I've been very surprised that they have very little critical thinking skills and a a higher level of acceptance for what message they're seeing because these groups and organizations that are pushing these narratives and messages are expert in emotional triggers and uh, alignments. At all these different levels and demographics. So, I'm I'm going to show you just a couple of videos here now, and this is very topical because, you know, I showed this before, and and um, but now it's even I think hotter issue because it has come out that Facebook uh, knew this, and I did show this to you guys in the past. I think I did a similar talk to this. Uh, you know, the, uh, about a year and a half ago. So this is another example of the truth is coming out where, um, it's, it's completely kind of known now on the Facebook end that what they were doing and how they were doing it, uh, you know, tweaking their stuff. But here, I'll show you the video and this will give you a better idea. Tell me if this works. Oh, wait a second. I have to go back again. got it right okay now both of these guys before i start are like founders or uh original uh, members of the development team at at facebook and this guy i particularly like Sorry, Sean what's
3: backing from Tamath for a Sorkin I've sweater? I thought about what do you think? A sweater like a month? like a trunk club situation. I think it's an I think
4: it's a great accessory, underused. No, but look, we have the whole the, the, the we have animal. the graphics
3: ready to go. So we're they thinking of selling go. a they sweater every month. I love it. We'll just send it out in a box. I would buy it. What would you pay? <laughs>
4: Anywhere between fifty and five hundred dollars. Fifty and five hundred. I mean, it depends on the build quality. Yeah. we only
3: accept Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. oh, that's okay, fine. so we got a lot to talk about and unpack, as people like to say in the news <laughs> business. Um, talking about this, I, I want to talk Bitcoin, yeah. and then we should probably first start with this, though, because you made a lot of headlines, or at least I know you 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 made this uh, comment just a couple a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, it, it was seems to have gone ago. viral now. Yeah. Um, your thoughts. I've heard it. It's viral. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, no, no, but it just appeared in, in in some of the blogs and other things. Right. In the past. No, no. Okay. days um, you made some critical truly critical comments about facebook well, n- uh, really upending uh children and our society and uh, it, was, so let, me, it was, let me let me go. set
4: the context so the context okay. was i was i was at stanford and the dean asked me to speak to the the mba students and in it what i was talking about was the question was you know what do you think the uh, long-term effects of social media in general are and unfortunately, what happened was, I think it's easy to characterize what I said just as a Facebook-specific Facebook thing, because I worked there and I was a key part of growing it. The, the, the reality of what well, I was... F-
3: explain what you said at the time. So about what I
4: said this. was, I think the tools that have been created today are starting to erode the social fabric of how society works. And what I meant by that is the following thing. Today, we live in a world now where it is easy to confuse truth and popularity. And you can use money to amplify whatever you believe and get people to believe that what is popular is now truthful and what is not popular may not be truthful. You know, Joe and I, for example, we've been on the other side of climate for a long time, right? Right. And the reality is now I can take money and I can use that through all of these social media systems that exist to hundreds of millions of people and I can convince all of Joe's friends and everybody like him of my opinion in very subtle and small ways. And he can do the same to me. We can do that about vaccines. We can do that about gay rights. We can do that about bathroom laws. We can do that about Roy Moore. And so I think the question we have to ask ourselves is how do we live in a world where this is now possible?
3: And so it was about that. But just to so understand it was it because I read a, and watched parts of what you were talking about. Part of it seemed to me about the ability to pay to manipulate people's thoughts. The other seemed to me to be this sort of ADD society with which the sort of liking and everything else has created this sort of feedback loop that that you compared to drugs?
4: We know for a fact that what all of these systems do, every single one, is it exploits our own natural tendencies in human beings to get and want feedback. And that feedback, chemically speaking, is the release of dopamine in your brain. And so what these feedback loops do, and they exist everywhere, in Call of Duty, in other video games, in social networking sites, they get you to react. And I think that if you get too desensitized and you need it over and over and over again, then you become actually detached from the world in which you live. You become
3: callous, you become crude. And you not live in, in, in front of me. your screen. But, but Shamath, let me ask you this, because the, the thing that I've been so concerned about is Facebook just announcing that you're going to be having some app that you can use when you're 7 to 13. I mean, it's one thing for us to be doing this, but to be hooking your kids on something that you're describing as a dopamine fix at that age, that's crazy.
4: So look, I think in the case of Facebook specifically, I think they have probably done more than any other company, quite honestly, to try to fix it because- Hugh John. Quite honestly. Yes.
0: That's all right. It stopped. I mean, your connection was dropped for a while.
1: Oh, okay, okay. All right, so here's the other one. So you got you got you got that one, and this is another um, executive. And, and it, it literally about how
2: changes they your relationship with society, with each other, with you know it, it 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 probably interferes with productivity in weird ways. It God only knows what it's doing to to our children's brains. You know if the if the thought process that went into building these applications, Facebook being the first of them to really understand it, that thought process was all about how do we consume as much of your time and conscious attention as possible. And that means that we need to sort of give you a little dopamine hit every once in a while um, because someone liked or commented on a photo or a post or whatever. And that's gonna get you to contribute more content and that's gonna get you you know more likes and comments, I and mean, it's a it's a val- it's a social validation feedback loop, that that it's like a I mean it's exactly the kind of thing that a that a hacker like myself would come up with because you're exploiting a vulnerability in in human psychology, and I just I th- I think that we you know we the inventors, creators, you know and it's it's me it's Mark it's the you know Kevin Systrom at Instagram it's all of these people. Um, understood this consciously and we did it anyway so I
1: hope that gives you an idea of how strong and intense these persuasions are that really are hitting us at a completely unconscious level and those around us that we love and you know that those videos was, were a couple of years old they don't get stupider over time. They get they get more smart, more inventive, more more targeted on getting to us. So just be aware of that. And then uh, for us, as Prospero, because we do our work all the time in emotional, our emotional work with RHS and translation. It gives us a better sense of you know where where we're feeling bullshit and stuff and so I always will will say you know I always keep to, in my mind right no matter what comes my way especially when it's from any kind of social media if there's something about it that oh my gosh that gets me so angry at them or something like that is like yeah somebody wanted to trigger Hugh John to get him angry in some <laughs> way against a person or against uh, an idea. Or whatever that I wasn't even angry at or thinking about whatsoever before. Right. Yeah. And it's leverage. It's leverage to be able to do that. And as uh, uh shamash, I think that that was his name, you know, where we are now is, you know, there's these the, the people can pay for it. So if you have money, you can pay to get an idea pr- proliferated that, you want that nobody even had an idea or an interest in whatsoever, or a negative idea, because there's money in it. That I want that to be what everybody goes for and supports on, etc., etc. Cetera, et cetera. And there's there's just you know so much to uh, you know um, uh, be sensitive to that it could be coming our way, and. Uh, like I said, in my house, I we really don't have like television per se. So we don't see the typical news or anything like that. And I'll tell you, it's just fine because with my friends and neighbors, I can always tell who's watching TV because they'll tell me the same story. I'll have this, I'll have a person, three people in one day, tell me a story and it's the same story. And it's like, did you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and you know, they're, they're, uh. They're on it because they're watching TV, and and I kind of know who who is and who isn't. <laughs> so anyway, as Prospero, we're we're much better at at uh, identifying bullshit just because we're all always working our own stuff, and that's what it what it takes is is it takes a bit of skepticism, and validation on stuff that's coming our way, and a intention and time to get that work done. So. Um, we all know we've got all these different cognitive biases in different ways. And there's a whole hierarchy, right? And I'll show you some right here. and some in a a, a bit here. And it's actually, it's a study to see, okay, where are we biased? And we're all biased. We're all biased in these different ways. And what I've always said is people say, you, John, are you prejudiced? It's like, yeah, I'm prejudiced. I'm definitely prejudiced. And I'm prejudiced in ways I don't even know I'm prejudiced. But it's simple prejudices like, okay, I like, uh, I like this color. I like this food. I like that this. I don't like that, right? And that, I believe, is part of, of, of understanding where we are is uh, knowing that we are, we've got all these constructs, and we're, we're, we are prejudiced, and we're, we've got bias in some way, somehow, on almost everything. But we can use that to increase our, our awareness and consciousness and get to the truth of what's going on. And that's the critical thing. And I think that's the value of this issue that we're being confronted with is, um, you know, as in the story of both Boeing and uh, Volkswagen and uh, Joe Rogan, the truth is coming out. And that's the important thing, that the truth is coming out. And how you get there is an ugly road. And yes, these groups and organizations and, and companies didn't want you to get there, but you're getting there because the truth is the truth. And that's the same thing on our own personal lives, right? It's, you know, the truth is within us and our own biases need to drop away at some point. And that's the effort. So in a way, forget about the outside world because that is the outside world and, and all those groups and organizations would ha- be so happy to distract us to, to go on to their bandwagon, but we've got more important work to do. Our work is much more important as Prospero students to free ourselves from our own cognitive biases, right? And, um, and, and, and claim back our power because if we go along with these certain ideas and and narratives, then we've given up our own uh, ability to think because we just took somebody else's idea. Somebody fed us an idea, we took it. Now we're going along. That's not that's not uh, necessarily us. And there's you know a lot of energy and freedom in making up your own mind, right? So that's what we're looking to what we're looking to achieve here. So. And when in talking about cognitive bias, there's, there's no deception like self-deception. And so how many, how much self-deception are we under by ourselves that we took on an idea or a concept about who we are or what we are about at an age where we were ignorant, or we had, a, you know, a parent that was strong in some way and, and said, called us an idiot or something. And, and then we maybe bought into it and we're an idiot, our own life. Right. At least we tell ourselves we are, but we're not. And then all the other constructs that we we shed by RHS and translation, that we've 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 adopted for whatever reason in our life that that uh, we have an opportunity to get rid of. So um, here's a, here's a listen. I've got two of these, two of the these uh, graphs to show. I know it looks really complicated, but that's part of cognitive bias, right? Is you know, understanding what the different levels of cognitive biases are and how they come to us, right? So, you know, we can, you know, please, uh, uh, I think we're at a point now where uh, the, the, the more we know about these different flavors, the more we, we are aware of how to deal with them, right? And some of these are like my, some of my, some of these are my favorite. Where uh, I like like the bandwagon effect. So this the third one down on the left hand side, right? Here. Yep. And this one I've been exposed to a lot in my professional career. Where you go along with an idea, right? And this one here, the example is the whole department knows there's no problem here. So it's like, don't even, don't even look at this. There's no problem here. Right. And, or, you know, Hey, Hey guys, just go along with the boss. What he says, what he wants. We know he's an idiot, but just, you know, we'll go along with him. And then we've got to do our own real work in the background because he's not going to, he's not going to entertain other ideas It was something like that. Right. And then, like to me, this is like one of the favorites because it 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 to me relates to like herd mentality, right? So that there is an innate need in all of us to be part of the group, and we're all part of the Prosperous. And there's a certain think in the Prosperous where we do feel, you know, community, camaraderie. We can exchange these ideas in a safe place. So there's a lot of positiveness to be in with a group, but there's a negative also with A herd mentality, if that thinking is not based on reality and truth, because then everybody's just going along. And again, it's easy. You go along with the herd, you don't have to think, you just go along. And these days, we're seeing a lot of that with these different things around COVID and everything. And it's uh, uh, an opportunity to examine these different things that we've got in our life. So, if we find ourselves with any of these, it's just something to examine. It may be true, it might be correct, it may be sound, right? But it's always worth an, a, a a a a review, right? And that's that's what the effort is to improve our perception of what we may have bought into that we didn't even buy into. So, so. Another way to show these, and I like this chart also, is uh, again, examples of where we may have just, yeah, we just we just we just went with it, right? Or we just easily took on that idea, right? So here's a bunch, it's like anchoring, and so there's there's names around all these. Anchoring is the the first information we've given about is is as a reference. So <coughs> And then everything else is is uh, is compared to that first idea. So that is you know an opportunity there is in a group where there's uh, a lot of first ideas. Maybe it's like no, let's hold off. Let's hear more ideas first before we even really review this in depth. Um, the the uh, bandwagon we talked about that group think. And you're making a decision because everybody else is doing the same thing. Is other ones choice supportive? I mean, we've heard all of these, right? My choice is always right. And it could even be us. It's like you, Johns, I'm a genius, right? All my ideas are perfect. And, you know, of course that's wrong, right? But, um, you know, people believe that for sure. And they'll push and fight for their idea. That that, and no matter what, but just because they threw it out there, they've got their ego in it. They've got, uh, uh, you know, some whatever feeling it is that that uh, is the right idea. It came from them. And so it must be right. Uh, Confirmation, right? Filter only info which confirms the idea. So every other idea, well, will will belittle that idea and stuff, but it's really only information that confirms the knowledge that we already have about it. And then selective perception, which is the same thing, right? You're looking at it through a certain frame of restaurant reference. So there's there's all these different uh, levels of bias, right? And I think as prosperous students, if we're doing our work, we have, I think, an innate intelligence like the bullshit meter and in a intuition that something's not right here; these pieces are not falling into place correctly on this idea or this concept that is either being being pushed forward or reviewed or or or, or something. So, um, so this is a framework by by which we can look at some of those or or. Just by reviewing these and and these, right, and I'm going to show you another one in a, in a minute here, uh, allows us to better bring to mind where we've got our cognitive biases running in, in our life. and when we translate an RHS, I mean we always get to the point of oh I didn't I didn't know that. oh, I didn't see it like that. Oh that's interesting like if we really are peeling back the onion, especially in RHS, it happens on an emotional level. It's like, oh, well, uh, it didn't really happen like I thought it did. It really was this. And that feeling is now freeing to where we've got a broader understanding of what's going on or when, what went on. And when we release in RHS, we, we, we're, we're, we've released to, it, released to a new truth of what went on. But for me personally, it's always one of those things. Oh, I thought it was like that, but I guess, but, but it wasn't. And it's not like Hugh John's wrong, but Hugh John was limited and all I right, bought into that idea, et cetera. Same thing with the uh, translation. So all of these help break that up at, at or all the, at these different levels. Okay, so how are you guys doing? You doing okay, Ben? We doing yeah. good on time. Well, doesn't matter. Okay, so so in any of those, this is like the cycle of uh, you know critical thinking. So this is a practice of critical thinking, and again, this is more to direct the, your awareness. And to, to, to use the awareness in a purposeful way on whatever whatever we're dealing with, right? And this is exactly what we do in, in translation, right? We'll take the time to define the to define the sense testimony, to define truth, and and to work on it, right? Look at the issue closely, start to be more directed, purposeful, and in seeking information. Consider different perspectives. Engage in discussion of others. So you keep your mind open, right? Keep you open. You look around, you get more information. You weigh the evidence, test it. How would this work out? How would that work out, right? And then apply and integrate the ideas, consolidate them into whatever the new understanding is, right? And then clarify it. You need to know, right? What you already know and what information you are about to, to, about your issue, right? So now I've kind of made a decision. And I'm describing it and stuff, right? But then you can also go back to, you know, to to reassess the the idea again into the explore and discover phase, and it could be a perpetual process of 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 uh, refinement and an improvement, right, on whatever whatever it is that we're working on. So. So here's like high level um, uh, uh, suggestions. If the, you know, look for the triggers and then flip to logic. So if we're getting triggered on something and we wanna look into it more, right? We go back to, the, to these phases. And I know this is pretty structural, but that's what it is. You have to ask the higher level questions, evidence in detail, because again, if you just take the idea that's come the way or you're saddled with something already, Ready? you're not looking and asking new questions for evidence and detail and stuff, right? And then the most powerful are the emotional hooks, you know, like uh, uh, that we're getting, you know, triggered on on an emotional item. And if we feel that, and again, you know, usually we're pretty good at this because we're, We've done our work at these different levels, and then when something new comes up, we're like, "Hmm, what's going on there?" And and we find we're not so quick to to judge or to buy into it, whatever it is, right? And again, alliances that can cloud. Notice where we're getting triggered, and then these are the these are the two websites I'm going to show you these in a second. And then, to me, of course, the most critical is you know taking the classes, releasing the spending translation and i didn't put it on here but lucid dreaming the end of the month forget that and uh and and it and it helps us turn on our intuition turn on our own personal growth our shedding of all these things that we've already bought into our in our life our own cognitive biases because again it's like forget the outside world, what they're trying to do with us. And it's really our own. So as an example, uh, where we get mad at government or something, right? It could be our father. And that really needs to be RHS, an authority figure from our past. And uh, that's making us hot, right? But really is our own internal work where we're going to get the benefit. And it's not for some other person or group or organization or anything. This is this this work is for us, right? And that's that's the beauty of it. Okay, so let me show you. Uh, these are the two sites, and again, I know this is repetitive, but can you oh can you see this or no, Ben? Not yet. You need to share screen. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Oops. Okay. Right. Yes. Okay. So this is a wonderful site, guys, and they're in that. And I'll send it to you after the after the the, the talk today. Your bias is one of them, and the other one is the uh, which which everybody would love is your logical fallacies. Let's See if I can show that. Oh yeah. Okay. So so yeah. Let me show you both of these. It's a little hard me getting up to the top here. Okay. So th- th- these are examples of the cognitive biases. And this this site, uh, you know, kind of made it like, I think, digestible. And this practice is used in a lot of professions because if you're gonna be a negotiator, you need to know uh, how people are pushing their agenda and in politics and in the legal field, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, Again, here's anchoring, so you click on it and it'll come up and talk about an anchoring bias. The first thing you judge influences your judgment for all else that follows. So we already talked about that. Be especially mindful of this bias during financial negotiations, such as houses, cars, salaries. The initial price offered has proven to have a significant effect, okay? And then The group think I think is is particularly uh, persuasive right rather than openly contradicting others seek to facilitate an objective means of evaluation of a critical thinking practice as a group activity so to take us off of the the you know the the going along with group think so you know that you know there's a hierarchy in this one this cognitive bias and you um, It's race, it's gender. So we all tend to think as our other gender buddies do, our other race buddies do. Our origin, where were we from? And sometimes this is like, okay, what school did you go to? What political party are you on? This is all part of the group think effect. Now, I don't know what the Dunning-Kruger effect is, but that's, uh, I noticed that in here. And I know that that's part of it. But the idea is that we're already predetermined to go along with groupthink at all those different levels. So it's like, where was Hugh John born? I was born in New York. So I do notice when I talk to somebody from Brooklyn or Bronx, you know, and we have a similar speech accent and it makes us easier to connect, right? And if we, I've met somebody recently in this other group I'm with, And turns out that he grew up like three blocks from where I was. And it was like, oh, cool, Dave, blah, blah, blah. You were right there, that kind of thing. It's all those connections and commonalities and stuff, right? And they just come into play when it comes to decision-making. And, you know, who's going to go along with what? Well, you want to be with the herd or you want to be on your own? And and that is a, a, uh, you know, a decision because, and going along with the herd, then you're not individually thinking, right? And if you are thinking for yourself, and that happens to make you outside of that larger group, you may not feel comfortable, a little bit lonely, and or that, oh, they don't like me, or something like that. So you could see that just in this thing alone, it's a deep, rich uh, bias to kind of review and see, you know, what's going on here, and if we are affected by this. So I would suggest that we, you know, that you go and look at these sites because this is like really breaks it down into this this you know detail that could be uh, very very helpful. Well, okay, guys. Yeah, good stuff. Aloha. 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 Thank you, thank you, Ben. Aloha.